Good morning. Welcome to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. I'm Gary Bell along with Brad Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is an injury show, plain and simple. We give you information. We are on the claimant's side. We don't represent insurance companies, and those insurance companies are the ones that try to beat your injury claim and defeat you. We're on your side, the injured victim. We help you put your life back together again, your family's life back together again. Let's face it. When you've been injured, it affects you. It affects your entire family structure. It depends on how the injury affects you, right? But we've seen over the years, it doesn't matter. If you can only work part-time, it affects you. If you if you can still work part full-time and you come home and you're spent and you have no more energy and you're lethargic and you can't do anything with your family, it affects your family that way. And then they say, well, you're working full-time, so what's your problem? Well, you got to be able to prove the problem. So today we're talking about how do you really value injuries? How do you pr- present them to the insurance? A company? How do you get paid on them? But we're also, as a sub-thesis today, we're talking about the strategies you have to have. We're going to give you a couple of examples today of really good strategies and show to you why you need a strategy and strategies in your case to beat the insurance company because they have their own strategy. We at Bell & Pollock call it a legal game plan legal game plan. We think this is so important, Brad and I do, that we put our over 35 years of experience into a book called Legal Game Plan. A stra- it's, it's a strategy. You can have our book free. You can go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. When you go there, you can click on any of our books and you can download any copy for free. If you would like a hard copy of any of our books, just call our law firm at 303 795 5900, that's 795 5900. We'll send you a hard copy. If you're in the area, you can drive by our law firm and pick up a hard copy anytime. It's for you. So you need a legal game plan and a strategy. But what does that really mean? You know, it's kind of, it's nice to talk about it in the general, in the abstract. But, you know, Brad, when, when, you, when we see people come in from accident, car accident injuries, and that's our typical example, they usually have injured some part of their neck. They usually have injured some part of their, their back, the, lo, the thoracic or low, low lumbar part of the back and they need strategies on how to prove these claims these are typical accidents or, or injuries that somebody's going to incur from a typical accident uh, the, the parts of our body that are getting flung around in a car uh, are pretty obvious if you start to think about it we've talked about mechanism of injury before and so we know we know what that is uh, what happened in the crash that would have caused that particular part of the body to, to be hurt, um, it's it's no surprise when you're talking about uh, two vehicles smashing into each other that you're talking about a lot of problems and and potential problems with the with the neck and the upper and in the upper shoulder regions and the upper uh, back areas. Uh, it's also no surprise that depending on how the seatbelt let loose and where the airbag came and how you got thrown around, you're going to have knees hitting into parts of the car. You're going to have arms hitting into parts of the car and you're, you're going to have lower back being stressed when, when it's being thrown around in, uh, in, in the, in the seat, even with that lap seatbelt on you. So uh, these aren't surprises. Uh, that you have the injury. Uh, the the thing is, and and what's get gets upsetting at all, at times is the the glaring contradictions that adjusters and the insurance defense lawyers and insurance defense doctors uh, will will use to try to avoid responsibility for something they know they're very responsible for, and uh, that to try to deprive people of recovery for something that they know the person should have some type of recovery. And that's the point of today's show. They have strategies. They have ways. They have means. They have ideas. They have strategies to beat you. 
And so you, you have to have somebody on your side to beat these strategies, or you're not going to prevail the way you want to. You're not going to win the war the way you need to. You're not going to win the war and be paid thoroughly, fairly. And so you need, uh, you need to have a strategy. You can go get our book anytime on our website, championsofthepeople.com. If you've been injured, you can call us right now, right now at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. We'll give you a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan. And we don't just get you in and get you out. We give you a significant, meaningful meeting where you understand what's happening. You understand your rights. You understand what the insurance company is going to do. You can call us right now, 303-795-5900, or go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. Let's give you an example here so we can tie in and get into a specific example. So sometimes you go to the emergency room. And we have done shows on the fact that insurance companies always try to use your emergency room records against you. And you go, that's incredible. How do they do that? Well, we can't cover that in today's show. If you come see us, we'll tell you. You can listen to our show on it. We have shows on it, but they try to use your records against you, and there's a variety of ways they do that. So it would be, it would be important. It would be critical that you know how they're going to do that. And then we're going to give you an example of how you reverse engineer your emergency room medical records to beat the insurance company. So, Brad, let's set this up. What normally happens is you go in and if you have a neck pain, you know, the doctors don't know everything that's going on with your neck right now. They, they're they worried about your life. They're worried about, your, you know, your spinal cord. And if they can solve those problems, then they discharge you and you go on to treatment on your medical doctor to your PCP. And they usually put that in the discharge instructions. So unless they can find some significant bony structure uh, in a film or like a transverse processes fracture, um, you know, like a, a compression uh, issue uh, on an MRI in the, in the emergency room, and sometimes they don't even take films, then they diagnose it as a strain or a sprain. There's a huge difference between strain and sprain. Okay, so let's say you go in, you're, you're injured on your neck, you tell the doctor, I was in a car accident, my neck is hurting. And so, Brad, you know, we, we face this all the time. They get your emergency room records and they say, you had a strain. You had a sprain. Now, of course, that's not the final diagnosis, but they don't want to talk about that part. You had the strain or a sprain, and you should have been over this four weeks, six weeks. It's expected you should be over this. Now we're six months, and you still have it. When you go into the emergency room, the the first thing the doctors are concerned about is life-threatening situations uh, or situations that are, are present that could get worse. And could cause somebody to go from maybe just being being uh, uh, able to move around and to where they can't move around, where they they recognize the injury is getting worse, uh, where a person's bleeding. Like I said, life threatening situations. Uh, in an emergency room, if you're not facing one of those, the doctor's normal situation is patch them up. Uh, a little bit. See if you can, you know, observe them for a while to make sure they're okay. See if you can do something about their pain, mitigate the pain, maybe a painkiller, maybe not, maybe some way to to relieve the pain. Uh, Do the most conservative form of treatment and get them out of there. And, and when they get them out of there, it's left with you may have significant injuries, but they're not life threatening. So here's your instructions. And those instructions are going to talk about getting to see a doctor at a later time. A lot of times those instructions will, will say, and the doctors in the emergency rooms will say, look, we, we send somebody out uh, from the emergency room and they may not even have 
and recognize all the pains and discomfort they're going to be recognizing in the upcoming months that are going on. Uh, we send somebody out that's in pain. We, 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 we have a large suspicion they're hurt, but it, we're telling them to go to a different doctor because we've done a conservative form of treatment. It wasn't life-threatening, and we're going to move on to life-threatening people in the, in the emergency room, and we're going to send you home with instructions. And the, the, so, so the, the fact that they did not get some type of major care or there wasn't something major diagnosed in the emergency room absolutely means nothing. That's exactly right. And the insurance companies attack it that way. And they say, you were diagnosed with a strain or a sprain. There's, quote, no big deal. Well, that's a huge deal. And then they say, uh, the insurance company said that you should have been over all medical studies. That's not true. All They say all medical studies show you should have been over this in four weeks or six weeks. You still have it six months later. Uh, you must be faking. You must be malingering. And by the way, we're not going to pay you. So are there, there's ways to beat this, right? But you have to know the issue. You have to know how they attack it first. And then you have to have a strategy uh, to beat it. And and so if one way we're going to teach you today and remember, this is just one way we're going to teach you today is look at the discharge instructions on the, on the emergency room and look at the fact that you go to your medical doctor after you've been in the emergency room and the doctor doesn't really know the specific what's specifically wrong with your neck. There's a med- medically educated guest. These doctors are very good, but they don't always know because they can send you to therapy to see if that solves the problem. They send you to acupuncture maybe or massage therapy or maybe repeat therapy and give you uh, pain medication and muscle, muscle relaxing medication and see if it works, see if it helps. But they understand the symptoms might persist because, Brad, sometimes you go back to your doctor and they order an MRI, and that might be three months later or two months later, uh, and they're still trying to search for the cause of the pain generator and what happened to you in the accident. Well, MRIs are expensive. MRIs are something that uh, they they don't like to do all the time. And remember, a lot of times the emergency room actions taken by by the hospital or even the hospital actions are dictated a lot by insurance protocols, too. When you're handing your insurance cards to the to the doctors or to the hospital or the administrators, there are certain protocols they have to follow for that particular insurance by contract. Now, the doctors, a lot of times, like I said, Gary, they, they say, go, go home, go do your stuff, keep track of it. If it gets worse or doesn't get better within the next three to four weeks, uh, you know, contact us or, or contact your regular physician or contact a physician. And the physician gets you in and says, well, let's take a look at the MRI. And then they'll send you down to get an MRI. And an MRI is going to take a look inside your body. And we, we all know that we don't have yet the necessary tools to be able to see every single thing that goes on inside a person's body. But this MRI is going to look inside your body and it's going to make it and it's going to help give some information about what kind of injury. And then the MRI may show may show that you've got some kind of 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 injury to your body that requires additional care, requires more care. And the amazing part about that is that a lot of times the insurance companies or, or the, the doctors and the lawyers will, and the adjusters will all want to say, well, either they didn't cause it or they'll want to say, you must have done something between the time of the crash and the time you got your MRI. Exactly. You're listening to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, we're here for you. I tell you what, we formed Bell and Pollock in 1984 with a mission and vision to help injured victims. We've done it ever since. We'll be glad to help you. We'll be glad to give you a free initial consultation. We're very experienced. We're very good at what we do. We have an office in Denver. We have an office in Steamboat Springs. We've done cases uh, over all the years. Uh, 
across the four corners of the state and in between. We've done trials in Sterling, Colorado, uh, Southern Colorado, Durango, Colorado, Steamboat, Fort Collins. Um, we can help you. 303 795 5900. If you want an honest, complete, thorough meeting with integrity, you give us a call right now, 303 795 5900. Bell and Pollock, our website, championsofthepeople.com. We'll be right back. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys and this is your Legal Minute. Today we're talking about drunk drivers and punitive damages. What are punitive damages, by the way? How do they help you? Can they help you? Punitive damages exist by statute in Colorado. They're there to punish the wrongdoer for intentional, reckless, wrongful, wanton acts. Drunk driving is one of those reckless acts. You can obtain punitive damages against drunk drivers, and that puts additional legal, legitimate pressure on the insurance company for the drunk driver to pay you your complete, legitimate money for your injuries and damages and losses. Do not let them get away with it. Make sure you can prove the driver was drunk. Call the police. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell and Pollock. You know, we said right before the break, we formed our law firm in 1984, Brad and I did, uh, with a vision and mission to helping injured victims. And we've done it uh, for all those years. And we were in a law firm before we formed Bell and Pollock. And so we, we, we understand all the tricks. We understand the attacks of the insurance companies. We can give you a legal game plan. We can help you navigate the insurance maze. We can help you win the war against the insurance company. 303 303- Seven nine five five nine zero zero. That's seven nine five fifteen nine hundred. Okay, we're talking about a neck injury. Our typical example is you're injured in a car accident. You went to the emergency room. How in the world does the insurance company use the emergency room records against you? They have strategies to do that. Their defense lawyers have strategies to do that. But if you know that you if you know that in advance, you can beat it. So let's talk about reverse engineering legally. Reverse engineering the medical records in the emergency room to beat them. So. They say, you should have been over this in four weeks. You should have been over this in six weeks. So if you go to the part of the discharge instructions, right? And, the, and so I'm, uh, I'm, I've seen these a million times. I'm looking at one right now. A strain happens when a muscle is uh, stretched, torn, or injured. Now, it says you, you may have symptoms in the future. Well, guess what they say? If you have these symptoms, you got to go to a doctor. you got to uh, get further treatment. Why do they say that? Because they know it may not be over in four weeks. That's how you reverse engineer it, right? And Brad, let's cover some of those um, those uh, discharge instructions because that's a strategy. We're teaching you a strategy right now to beat the insurance company when they attack your emergency room records and your injury because you, quote, should have been over it. Sure. You need to take a look at those discharge instructions and recognize these may apply and recognize there's a reason why they have been put down in print for normal discharge instructions. It's because it's not that rare that they may occur. It's not out of the ordinary. 
It's something that they 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 can expect will occur in a number of people at, after they've been discharged. That's why they put it in there. They don't put it in there on the unique chance one in a million that it might happen. They understand that they cannot see all the injuries and that your injuries can get worse and you can have additional injuries. So they start talking about, do you have loss of feeling or tingling in your legs now, or, or arms if it's a neck injury? Now, now the 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 once again the defense the people trying not to pay you and not to compensate you for your injuries are, are going to look and say well you know if it didn't occur right away or within a, f- a few minutes if it wasn't there in the in the hospital uh, in the emergency room it must not have been caused by our crash but the instructions themselves talk about whether or not you have this occur at a later time within the next few days within the next few days can be up to a week did it occur then because sometimes it takes a while. Your body swells. Your body has to get down from the swelling. It has to all of a sudden, it, it adjusts. It has, when, when you get hurt, your body sends out certain painkillers to, to help you be, get through the injuries you're sustained in a crash. So, and, and just to think that everything's going to be recognizable within just a, a, an hour or a few hours or six hours uh, outside, uh, while you're in the emergency room or before you even go to the emergency room or when you're driving home, you look at the the, doc, the the police and you say, I'm fine. I'll go ahead and drive home. You go home and the next day you start realizing, man, this hurts. Now, now we can all accept it when we've had an activity that we've been involved in the day before and been going, man, I'm sore from that activity that I was in. But for some reason, the 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 insurance companies and defense doctors and defense lawyers have convinced us that you should be suspicious if that occurs to a person who's been in a crash. Right. And and look at it common sense wise. You go to you go to the emergency room and then they give you discharge instructions to go see your PCP or your doctor to follow up. Sometimes they say if if you might have an emergency, you might have to call 911 or go to an emergency room right now. Let's take another example. You you were injured in a car example, you have a car accident, you were injured in your low back, your lumbar area. And so, uh, you know, sample discharge instructions. So the insurance company and, and defense lawyers say you should have been over it in four weeks. Right. Let's just take that one. How do you have a strategy to beat that? Let's look at the doctor, the medical doctor's discharge instructions in the emergency room. It says you should seek immediate medical attention either here at this emergency room or another emergency room immediately. And maybe you have to call 911 if you have loss of feeling or tingling in your legs. We're talking about a low back injury. All right. If your legs feel weak, well, they didn't feel weak in the emergency room, but they might later. See, that's how the symptoms develop later. If you cannot control your bowel or bladder, they understand the doctor, the medical concept of cauda equina syndrome, where the nerves might be compressed and you lose control of your bowel and bladder. And that's an emergency. And so that could happen. And they, then the insurance companies say that wasn't caused by the accident. If your pain becomes more severe, and here it is right here. They say you got maybe an emergency if your pain does not improve within four weeks or is severe enough to seriously limit your normal activities. So they're saying to you, if it could, it could be, Brad, it could be that your pain doesn't improve in four weeks, and the insurance company's saying, you should have been over this in four weeks. What's your problem? So there's a strategy. We're teaching you a strategy right there. That's right. Those things may occur, and they may occur so the hospital, the doctors, medicine recognize they may occur from this crash, Okay. 
not make her, oh, if you get into another crash or if you do something else that causes you, it make her from this crash. And they're talking for gauging yourself four weeks out, at least. If they're talking about the fact your pain may not subside. They're talking about the fact that things might get worse. When those type things are avail or could occur to you, you have to be able to be aware of them, understand them, document them. And while you're documenting them, you want to understand that that's something that has to be put forth in order to be able to 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 combat what sometimes are some very ridiculous arguments that you'll hear even from doctors on the other side of the case that that want to blame anything and everything they can other than the crash on your condition. Brad and I see it all the time. So one, one way to beat them on the emergency room records attacks is to reverse engineer it. Take the discharge diagnosis ask, and then present it to the insurance company. Or my favorite one is to ask the defense doctor in the deposition, right? I mean, they went to the emergency room and it was diagnosed strain or sprain. So you say, doctor, this injured person should have been over in four weeks, right? Well, what about the, in the discharge instructions from a medical doctor in the emergency room that says you may not be over in four weeks? What about that? And isn't there a certain percent of the population that do not get over just a, what you call a simple strain or sprain to your neck, right? And that's just a sample of the deposition. Listen, if you've been injured, you can call us right now, Bell and Pollock, 303 303- 795-5900, that's 795-5900. You can go to our website and give us an inquiry. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. We'll be glad to respond to you. We will help you. We will give you a legal game plan. You can download our book called Legal Game Plan right now at championsofthepeople.com. If you want a hard copy, call us at 303-795-5900. Today we've shown you one strategy you have to have these strategies. One strategy, how you beat the insurance company. Brad, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the fact that you were injured in an accident. Let's say you had a neck injury. Uh, you went to the emergency room. They diagnosed strain or sprain, but your doctor's been treating you. You still have problems. You still have ongoing uh, sequelae. You still have uh, ongoing symptoms. And now you're going to get an injection. Now, so let's talk about this injection because uh, then the insurance company says, well, you had an injection. You had a procedure. Uh, no big deal. Let's talk about this injection because these injections are very, very significant. They are significant. And the, 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 the one thing the insurance company wants to get people to believe is, first of all, whether or not you needed the injection, if it was necessary or what it was for. But then they start talking about it's not that big a deal. They don't want to call it a procedure. They want to try and get you to think it's like a flu shot. And if you're sitting on the jury, that's exactly what they want you to think. It's like a flu shot. It's not a big deal. Uh, well, how many times when you've gotten a flu shot have you had to have them numb the area around where they're about to put the needle be in advance because it's it's uh, it's not going to be just a regular type flu shot? Yes, it's an injection. An injection means nothing more than they're putting something into your body. Uh, the, the procedure they're using uh, involves some huge and some very significant needles. It involves a very significant process. It, it has to be go deep and be on point into your body. It can't be just something you, you put into the, into the fatty tissue of your arm and you shoot in and, and let it, let it d- go throughout your body. This and migrate throughout your body instead is something that they want to have uh, get into a specific area to deal with pain that's in that area. 
So the, these injections and procedures are not small. Uh, you behind the scenes, something you won't see, but behind the scenes, you, you would not believe the amount of fights that are made from the insurance companies and from the defense doctors and from the defense lawyers that don't want you to put on display in front of the jury at the time of trial the, the, the items that are used in the injection and the actual procedure. They don't want that scene, and they don't want that scene because they flat out state that is a very compelling amount of evidence that can very much, as they say, quote, prejudice you into understanding what these procedures are about. Right, and so you get this injection, and they say, or take the position, that's really no big deal. It's like Brad said, it's a flu shot. Look, they fluoroscopically guide these needles to the to the portion of the cervical vertebrae or the lumbar vertebrae that they're going to inject with steroids, right? They, they guide it. It's not just a flu shot. The needle is huge. It's a very delicate procedure that you have to watch on TV so you don't damage other organs. I tell you what, if you're now a way to reverse engineer this, a way to beat their strategy on this injections is, is go to the um, discharge instructions once again. You can also go to the consent form. We're telling you the strategies right now. If you go to the discharge instructions, it says go to the closest emergency room or call 911 immediately if you develop the following. We're talking about an injection. Right? And we're going to cover these right after the break. You're listening to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, we are injury attorneys. You can call us right now, 303-795-5900-795-5900. Or you can go to our website, championsofthepeople.com, and we will help you. We'll be right back. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your Legal Minute. Today, we're talking about the very first phone call with the insurance adjuster for the at-fault party. Do you know what to do? Do you know what to say? Do you know what you should do? Do you know what you shouldn't do? You don't. You know, for that instance, in that situation, the insurance adjuster, that's an ordinary day and event for him or her. It's not an ordinary day or event for you. You need to understand your rights. You need a legal game plan. You need it laid out for you in a free initial consultation. At Bell & Pollock, that's what we do. That's what we can do for you. A game plan for the way the accident happened. A legal game plan for your injuries, damages, and losses to prove them. Bell & Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell & Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. We are injury attorneys. I'm Gary Bell, along with Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We formed our firm in 1984 with a vision and mission to help injured victims. Right before the break, we were talking about how you have a strategy. We reverse engineer the discharge instructions on an injection procedure to beat the insurance company when they say this is no big deal. Brad, let's talk about some of these emergency things that could happen. And we're just talking about part of it. Well, the, the, 
they talk to you about emergency things that had happened and, and where they want you to call 911. Uh, understand, this is just a small part of emergency things that can happen. But these are when you start saying, maybe we better get 911 involved. And that's where you, for instance, have a rapid development of bowel or bladder incontinence or an inability to urinate within six hours. I mean, when you start having those type of functions taken away from you, uh, you, you need to get 911 involved. When you have a loss of sensation in the groin or rectal area, you need to get a 911 involved. When you have a sudden loss of strength in your arms and legs, it's time to get 911 involved. Now, th- remember, this: these are instructions that are occurring when you're leaving the emergency room, so none of those were there at the emergency room from the injury or from the crash. Now, all of a sudden, here they come. So remember, that means you can have delayed onset of symptoms. Right. And, and this we're talking about an injection procedure that they say is no big deal, but they said you could die from it. They say you can, you can have a groin pain. You could have incontinence. You could have cauda equina syndrome. You can have, and these are emergencies, and you better move from this procedure. The insurance company says is yeah, really no big deal. You got over it. If you have been injured, give us a call right now, right now, 303 795 5900, that's 795 5900, or go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. We will help you because we are your champions of the people. We'll see you next week. <laughs>